Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. This is the Talking Tech. This podcast is going on. I am Daniel to look. I'm half to that hope, baby. And we do this every Tuesday. If you haven't already, subscribe on iTunes. Give us a rating. Give us a review. If it's good, we'll read it. Maybe. Wait, are we doing like a live show soon in front of like a, a packed house, eighty thousand arena? If somebody wants to pay us, um, for sure. Fifty pounds a pop, man. Fifty pounds entry. 50 pounds times 80,000 in a stadium. That's 4 million. Yep. So that's 2 million a pop. <laughs> 2 million a piece. What, what else are we on, Double H, social media-wise? Instagram, Instagram Facebook. Uh, we're, on Facebook. We're, we're on Facebook, you know. Everywhere, except MySpace, apparently. I mean, we've never started off with La Liga, just because I'm not huge on Spanish football, basically because I don't speak Spanish. Come and start. Come and start. Me amo half hope. Soy de Nigeria. There you go. Someone does. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't know. I've just never been totally into the whole Real Madrid versus Barcelona thing. But I'm not. Well, you're not fan of the classical. I mean, I'll watch it, but it's just like they dominate the league. So it's almost like I, I know it's going to happen. But this season, uh, Atletico at top of the table. You have mm. Sevilla. So it's not as cut and dry, I don't think, this year because the top two teams are they're a bit wobbly. And I think Barcelona without Messi, they're having a bit of issue. In your hangout hmm. that you do at the Half of Football Hut, subscribe. <laughs> what the, what, what? How come you've not been to the hangouts? We've been missing you, man. Because I do this. Get your ass in the hangouts, man. Don't miss you, man. Don't be a yeah. hater. Yeah. How would you describe Juju, man? He's not a hater, okay? People want to jump to conclusions. He's not a hater. So <laughs> anyway, he is a hater because he said last week that he just realized Messi was good, like last week. And uh, and, uh, and he still says Neymar is Pedro 2.0, which is very, <laughs> very disrespectful. As in, that's just shocking. Like, that's... I can't even believe that came off of his mouth. It's completely <laughs> horrendous. Yeah, he said 2.0. Oh, 
That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the guy, no, the guy's mad. The guy, the guy's mad. No, yeah. no, anyway, um, so he just discovered Messi was good due to his absence, not anything he did on the pitch. But Barcelona have they've drawn once to Atletico, they've lost twice in their last five. Well, I mean, games. well, but Messi was yeah, he, he got because after he got injured, then Atletico scored. In that, yeah. in that game, so yeah. Yeah, so so without Messi, they've dropped four points in mm. the league. So and, I mean, and also watching Gladbach, they were struggling because mm. they were losing in that game, and then they then came back to win two one. What are your feelings about how Neymar and Suarez are carrying the team in Messi's absence? Oh, for me, look, I because remember, I think there was a period last season where this happened as well, and someone did a stat, and I think they said Barcelona like think they either scored. Or they played better or created more chances without Messi than with Messi in the team. And Neymar was a far more productive mm. without Messi in the in the team. Um, but I think as good as Neymar and the Cannibal are, don't really go off the tune. And the tune is that Messi runs still runs this team. Mm. You know, Neymar is the future. One hundred percent is the future. Even if I do believe that. Neymar should move, and I don't think Barcelona is really the, the team built for him. I still, the, the thing is that, you know, Messi is still the one. But despite that, Luis and Enrique, I'm sorry if you have the Cannibal and Neymar in your team and you can't beat Celta Vigo. You're 3 0 down to Celta Vigo with Neymar and the Cannibal in your team. That's shocking. That's for me. That's just that's, like, that's just unacceptable. So, well, see, I was going to ask, when did Messi get injured last season? If, oh. if you remember, it was it was in 2016. It wasn't like the early portion of 2016. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I would argue when Messi was injured last season, Barcelona were nearing the finished article. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they, like they they did they weren't having to find their form. They already had it. You but know what I mean? They already and, like pick up. Well, no, I was I was gonna say I was gonna say Neymar was in the Olympics, so it's not like he had a proper preseason. So just expecting him, okay, you're Messi now. Do your job and do half of Messi's work while Suarez will do the other half and his job. It's not even but November still, yet. Is that still a, but is that still a legitimate argument to be 3-0 down to Celta Vigo? It explains why they can't, but it's not a legitimate excuse, I don't think. Mm. It can be both. Like You should still beat Celta Vigo, but if you don't, I, do, I want you to be Neymar 100% and then 50% of Messi. No, 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 for me, look, that's, I just... That, that's, it's an unrealistic expectation, but I can understand the argument that 100% of Neymar should beat Celta Vigo. Mm-hmm. No, look, I mean, I just think that, you know, it's a case of... Because I'm still picking Real Madrid to win La Liga. But if Messi plays at his... Like, without Messi, Barcelona can't win the league. You know, even if they have Neymar and the Cannonball, without Messi, they can't win the league. But with Messi and Messi playing at his best, these guys can do a treble. So it's as simple as that. So I think this just shows again, which is what this is why I was saying stuff to Judiman before, which is that Messi for Barcelona man is not a joke. He is the best club player of all time, easily. He's the best club football player of all time. That's not in. It's not. It's not even up for debate. The issue is the whole national team. Yeah. If the dude, let's say, was amazing for Argentina and won them like a World Cup, there's an argument that he's the best player of all time. Then it's about okay, who do you prefer? Who do you like better? But you can you could objectively say this is the best player of all time if Messi won a World Cup for Argentina, you know. But even despite that, 
there is he's the best club football player of all time. So if the best club football player of all time isn't in your team, that's a huge loss. And when he's in your team and he's playing well, that's enough to win a treble and to beat anybody, to outscore anybody. I agree. Well, I'm more the fan of the word arguably than saying definitive statement. So I could say Messi is arguably the greatest club football of all time because I'm sure there's... But who, who has done what he's done on a club level? Like, that's what that's what I'm saying. Like I don't know, but I'm sure there could be somebody respective to their level. No, that no, was no, like, no, no. We all look, we all know the people. Okay, so you can bring out Pele, you can bring out Di Stefano, you can bring out uh, maybe Ronaldo. Really, the main guys who really exploded and exuded on a club level was really Di Stefano, Pele, and maybe you can maybe say Cristiano for Man United and Real Madrid. But nobody has done what Messi has done for Barcelona. The amount of goals, the amount of assists, the amount of dribbles. Okay, okay, okay. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So, 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 no, actually, no, let me even put it clear. Offensively, because I think that's better to say that. The best offensive club football player of all time. I don't uh, think... Did it, okay, okay. If I told you that Pele played 640, I think it is, hmm. club matches for Santos, how many goals did he score? Did he play in the European teams? Stop it. This You're talking about club football. You're not talking about Europe. Oh, no, no, no. But, but the, the fact is that Messi has scored against European teams, scored against South American teams. He's scored against agencies. Uh, so he's played at the at club World Cup level. That whole thing of Pele is that, look, Neymar was ripping up that Brazilian league. Leave Neymar in the Brazilian league for the next 10 years. He'll easily he'll thrash Pele's record with his eyes closed. You must have Pele. He scored like 620 goals. In 640 games. In which league? It doesn't matter the league. It's just a club. It's club football. I, no, thought, no, no, that's, no, I thought that's the argument. No, no, I know that's the argument, but we have to now go deeper into the argument. So if we're not saying, okay, for, hence why I said Pele is in the conversation. Now, now when, we, when we're not putting him in the conversation, we now have to argue about it. And then I will say Euro- Europeans are far better defensively than any other continent. You know, obviously South America is where I have always been the best offensively, but throughout history of football, you have to really test yourself against the best defenses that have always been against European sides. Okay, okay. So so your argument is Messi is the best club footballer because of where he plays mm. and, and what he does where he plays, not just mm. that he plays for a club. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. I, I, no, no, no that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Because that's like a little bit more nuanced than just saying – because I'm sure there's somebody that plays in the – in the Korean league, that's Minnesota. just as important to his team as Messi is yeah, well, and just as dominant, but I can see the argument. What what I was going to ask, though, is you said that Neymar would be better off elsewhere. Yep. And I recently had this conversation with somebody, and they were kind of in the same camp, and we were trying to figure out where would Neymar go or where should Neymar have gone. Real and, Madrid. And, I yeah, I said, I said Madrid, but – it's not realistic anymore, is it? Do you mm-hmm. think? I think it can still happen. I think that I would be the next. Basically, if if it happens, that could potentially be the next, like the next Luis Figo. I was about to ask you, like, <laughs> are you ready for pig's heads on the pitch? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. You you'll see testicles, or like um, unborn childs, unborn fetuses thrown on on, on the pitch. Effigies and yeah. No, but, but I think that Neymar would. You would, I think would actually would see a far greater Neymar. At Real Madrid than at I agree. because you have to think like Ronaldo or I'll call him Cristiano just to appease your, yeah, your conscience. He's thirty-one. 
if I'm not mistaken, and he turns 32 in February. Mm. Messi's 28 or 29. He's two and a half years younger than Ronaldo. So even if, I mean, you can have the argument that Neymar is a better footballer than Cristiano, and I'm, I'm sure you'd argue that he is. But if you just want to talk about the figurehead or the talisman of the team, Real Madrid's not going to give up Ronaldo until, like, his knee falls off or whatever because he just makes him so much money. Mm. So if you're looking at a place where you can be the number one guy, both marketing on the pitch and probably in the in the supporters' hearts, it's Real Madrid because Messi's going to be at Barcelona barring injury or, you know, I mean, we, we did see um, after the Copa America that maybe there's something a bit off with Messi because mm. – He's, he said he would retire after the Copa. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, you have the World Cup in a couple of years. Like, what are you doing? And he can't do his senses and whatnot. But what if there's something in him that just gets is either bored with football or maybe he's good at it, but he doesn't love it the same way fans do? Maybe the only way Neymar can get the number one spot or in enough time to kind of make it his own is Messi just being like, you know what? I've done all I can do. This is kind of boring. I'm just going to retire at 30 when I could maybe play to 34, 35. Maybe that's in Messi's kind of psychological makeup where he's just like, Ugh, fuck it. But if you're just looking for a spot where Neymar would thrive, I, I would agree that it's Madrid. I just think that he'd be allowed to express himself a little more, especially under someone like Zidane. He'd be allowed to just be a, a lot more expressive because I think in Barcelona, he's pretty much... Um, Messi's biatch. Look at how good Alexis is for Arsenal compared to how he was for Barcelona. Look how much freer he is. Wasn't that Messi's doing, like backhandedly? What do you mean? Like, wasn't that Messi trying to get rid of Alexis? Well, basically, he didn't feel as free. Well, I mean, nobody's going to feel 100% themselves if you're playing with arguably the greatest club football of all time. You're obviously going to take a number two seat. I don't think being number two to arguably the greatest club footballer of all time is necessarily a bad thing. I mean, who, who else are you going to be number two to? Or who else would you rather be number two to? Mm. That's always going to be the case. It's a matter of if, if you're comfortable with it. And I think Neymar, he looks pretty comfortable with it. Where else does he go other than Madrid? Bayern Munich. I don't see that. If you're 22, 23, and you're in Brazil... And someone offers, you want to live in Barcelona or you want to live in Munich? Do you want to learn German or you want to learn Spanish? And you already speak Portuguese. I think the decision's easy. You go Barcelona. I mean, is Neymar a player that you could see in Serie A for Juventus? I think that league's probably a little beneath him in terms of Whoa, competition. beneath him. That's a bit rude. I mean, as, as it currently stands... Look, you just insulted Juventus. So once Italian starts... No, 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 no. No, I'm insulting, I'm insulting Serie A. If I'm insulting anybody, Juventus have won that league. They're going to win it six straight times. No, I think seven, actually. They've already won six straight. <laughs> that yeah. see, it's Why would you go there? The only club that's on the cards is Real Madrid. Or somewhere like Manchester City. No, Real Madrid is the only club on the cards for Neymar. Look, we're talking about Neymar. Okay, no disrespect to the premiership or thing. I just think that within the next five, six years... The, mar- the, the markets for the top players is either PSG, Bayern, or the or Barcelona, Real Madrid. No yeah. Premier League club can attract the top, top tier players. 
I just, I just think the Premiership isn't at that level anymore. I, I don't think that's correct. I'd argue that it's going to shift back towards England, given the money that they have that nobody else except the Chinese are going to be able to compete no, no, with. No, money is one thing, but... No, Double H, they have prestigious clubs. You know, but you, are I mean, you not going to put Man City on the same pedestal as Bayern Munich? Of course not. I would never argue that in a historical context, but if we're looking at it from a contemporary point of view, Manchester City with Pep Guardiola are an intriguing prospect, I would presume, for someone who plays at Barcelona. And if you want to move, why wouldn't you go with Pep, who you already know? Mm, possibly, 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 possibly. So it's just it's just that connection. Of, like if Mancini, for instance, was still in charge of Man City, then maybe he wouldn't go there. I wouldn't argue that point. But Pep's there now. And Pep's going to be there for the next three, maybe four years until he just gets bored and heads elsewhere. So maybe in that time, Neymar's fed up with his situation and he's looking for clubs that'll pay him the right amount of money. Um, he's looking for a place that enjoys football, that plays a certain brand of football. And if Madrid aren't willing to pay, man, if Pogba's 90 and you're moving from Barcelona to Real Madrid, I'm looking at 150, 170, something dumb. How much would Real Madrid have to pay to get Neymar? About four million. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm being serious. It'd probably be about two hundred million. I, I know it would be a, a minimum two hundred, minimum two hundred, two hundred. It would be a dumb figure, and 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 who would ask first? So 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 Madrid would go to Barcelona and be like, "Yo, we want to get Neymar," and then they would say, "We want two hundred. I'm not sure Real Madrid could argue with knocking that down. You know what I mean? Like mm. I'm not they wouldn't have any bargaining power really. Whereas a place like Manchester United or Manchester City might. Um speaking of Real Madrid though, what's going on, man? <laughs> I mean they're drawing with Ibar <laughs> and Las Palmas and who is it was it Villarreal before that? You know no, um yeah, we see it's um yeah, I think it was yeah, it was Villarreal and I think that was at home. Look, man, I think for me, Zidane, it's your test. This is your test now. Like, last season went beautifully. One of, I mean, to win the Champions League in your first season, first ever time as a full-time coach. But right now, it's not time to be a real manager right now. It's, it's, it's now the, it's, it's not time to be a thug. You know, it's the thug's life now. So, it needs to just really get down and just really focus. Because I, th I think this now... Going back to what I said before he got hired, which is that is Zidane, is, is Zidane really that experienced? You know, is this really the right man to coach Real Madrid who has who doesn't have any tactical brilliance? But Zidane could enter a very special group of being a great manager and a great coach. You know how many great managers and great co-coaches have there been? No, no, sorry, how many great players and great managers have there been? Not a lot. The only one I can think of is, is Beckenbauer. Cruyff? Was he how great a manager was he? Beckenbauer won the was a World Cup finalist in one year. Won the World Cup the following, the next four years. Did Cruyff ever win the World Cup? Beckenbauer won the World Cup as a player. He won the man. He, he won the World Cup as a player and as a manager. And and I think he also won some stuff with the Bayern Munich as well. So, yeah, apart from apart from Beckenbauer, you know, I don't. I can't think of any great player. And I mean, great Cruyff. Cruyff won La Liga, I think, four or five times. I know he won a European Cup. And he, I think, what, did, didn't he win the Ballon d'Or three times in the 70s? Yeah, well, no, 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 Ballon d'Or is, is irrelevant. I mean, what did he win? As the a... Ballon d'Or in the 70s wasn't as irrelevant as it is now. 
Just so no, but, I'm, but still, I no, but I look at no, no. See, I would yeah, I would argue that Cruyff is one of those players, actually, player managers that crosses over. If only for what he did for football, he revolutionized it. So yeah, but I wouldn't I wouldn't put him in the same back bracket as Beckenbauer. The, the the argument about great managers being great players is they might not understand that players can't do what they did. So Zidane might ask his midfielder to, why aren't you doing X, Y, Z or X, Y, Z? The player might not be capable of doing something that Zidane was capable of doing, and he might ask them, kind of live up to his greatness almost. And I think that's where things get confused. It's almost that the, the same argument happens in basketball where they would say, like, if Michael Jordan decided to coach the Charlotte Hornets, he might be as demanding of his players as he was of himself, which was an insane level of dedication to the game that he was willing to give and that he expects but that nobody else was capable of giving. Otherwise, they would be close to his level and few players, if any, ever will be or have been. So I think that's the argument why great players don't necessarily translate into great managers. Another thing is, like, I feel defensive players make far better managers than attacking players. Because I think, because you look at, you look at someone like, um, what was it called, like, um, Beckenbauer, everyone Dinozov, like, the keeper. I think when you're defensively, you have to think a, a lot more. There's a lot more thoughts in, in, involved in being a defender. Whereas, like, someone like Zidane, obviously thought is given... Or it's a lot more about instincts. Like Zidane's football was really about instincts. But what Beckenbauer was doing as a defender, especially and how he he revolutionized the defense by bringing in a sweeper and a libero, that was just that's a lot of thoughts is given into that position. There's so a reason why thought, defenders. Uh, I was gonna say that just to interject. There's a reason why defenders are usually the team's captain. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no, no, yeah, there's a purpose for that. It's because they can normally see the game and direct people and tell them where they need to be. Yeah, but because I think they have much more of a blueprint kind of vision towards everything. So like Beckenbauer, when he now goes in so to to coach, he can be like boom boom boom. He says like basically De Boer, I remember he said something very interesting like back in the day when he was playing. Like when he was a defender, he says that you can do five things in three moves. That was his main thing. Like you can make five move, you can do five moves or five movements in three steps. You don't have to take five movements to do five things, you know. So you can do it in less. So defenders, I just think that they are, they are far more psychological and think a lot more about the game as a whole than any other position on on, on the pitch. Do you think that we overrated Sudan last season? Almost. I mean, I really don't want to compare. This isn't a comparison. So mm. that's that's a fat disclaimer. <laughs> but do you remember when Di Matteo won the Champions League with Chelsea? Lock. Where where, where lock. he Huh? Luck, luck. Well, I, it wasn't luck. Luck. But I, so <laughs> that wasn't Di Matteo's great coach. That was like that was luck stroke um drug, but like that wasn't any great coaching hell no. Well see, um I would argue that the great coaching was letting the players play. Okay, so in, in both instances, there's there are parallels here. You had a manager that the fans didn't like. For Chelsea, it was uh, Andre Villas-Boas. For Real Madrid, it was Rafa Benitez. During their reigns, they tried to install certain premises and aspects of football that they enjoy and, or that they prefer, and they tried to put it on a team that's already been inundated 
with certain ideals, and ironically, from Carlo Ancelotti. So VS Boas took over for Ancelotti, so did Benitez. And they kind of just try to put structure into the team where Ancelotti lets his players kind of run free and play free football. Benitez and VS Boas, they're not really on that. They want to play a structured, pretty mm. pretty defined way, albeit I, different. I, I, also, those guys never really played that much in their, in their career. Right. So, so there isn't that kind of respect factor that you would have. Then the players and even the supporters kind of revolt against both. So Benitez is out. Fias Boas is out. You put in a former player in both instances. Club legends. Di Matteo was a club legend at Chelsea, albeit different levels, completely different levels. And Zidane was a club legend at Madrid. You put them in, and they just kind of let the players do what they do. You know what I mean? They kind of go back to the Ancelotti version, but even more freedom. So you you could see Ronaldo and Ramos and Modric, and they were just playing free the same way. And I would argue that Terry, Lampard, and Drogba decided we're just going to have to manage ourselves almost. But, but, and, 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 and it got them but, to is Champions that good League. Coaching, though? Is that, is that can you really compliment the coach? I, I'm getting to the argument here. The, the point is, I think when you're dealing with very, very good players, I don't think they necessarily need management. Like you just said, some players can just understand the game for themselves. And a manager's great. He can, you know, put out the lineup and he takes responsibility in the media and answers questions and this and that. But does Frank do Frank Lampard and Didier Jogba and John Terry, do they need a manager telling them where to be, how to play football yep. when they're already yep. experienced players? I no, they could be a manager. No, no, no. They do. They do. I no, I don't think so. No, no, for me, I feel no. Players always, always need managers. Like for me, there is never an instance in which eleven players can manage themselves. It's, it's impossible. Two or three might be able to, but a full team can't manage themselves. It's, it's a disaster. Well, no, like, it, no, well, no. It, it depends on the team. If you have a team with Petr Cech, John Terry, Ashley Cole, Frank Lampard, Michael Essien, Didier Drogba, Juan Mata. They still need, these they still these need players them. understand football. These players understand football. So, yeah, they might have a man that tells them, this is our system, this is what I want you to do. But in that system, there's going to be enough freedom to where you can do what you want. And I feel like Di Matteo did that, and it rode him to a Champions League. And just no, and, no, no, no. And, and, and look, he, he just Wait, got sacked yesterday. You're from, really going to give Di Matteo credit for winning the Champions League? Really? I, I give him credit for not being V.S. Boas. And in not being V.S. Boas... I think that led that Chelsea team to win the Premier League. No, but that's not the Premier League, but the Champions League. He didn't really do anything. Yes, he did. You can't just say, oh, you're giving him credit for not doing anything. (laughs) That's what you're pretty much saying. No. For just, oh, play. I'm not going to do anything. Just do what you do. Oh, we won. Okay. But no, I'm not going to give you credit for for that. (laughs) Oh, no. I give him him tons, bags of credit for winning the Champions League. No, no, no. For me, Chelsea, that win was was luck. No, it wasn't. And Juju. (laughs) <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't skill. Like it wasn't like Bayern Munich in twenty thirteen or um, twenty fourteen Real Madrid. No, we're like okay, these guys really were the best team. That was pure luck. Like what they did against Barcelona and Bayern, that was just that was luck. I was just like, wow, this is a miracle. A game that, you should have lost, and you just scored goals out of nowhere. So that's not Demonteo's tactical setup. You know, it just happened. You okay, know? okay, okay. So, so would you say that Real Madrid won it? last season by Zidane's tactical brilliance? 
it's a it was a mixture it was a mixture of Zidane utilizing what Ancelotti did because remember Zidane was working under Ancelotti so he brought back Ancelotti's mind frame and him giving especially those midfielders the kind of freedom but also giving them pointers from his playing days that's allowed them to play that progressive attacking football that was a lot more You know this freedom. personally you know that he told them things from well, back no, no, in, I'm back in Juventus days or, or are you hypothesizing about what No 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 meant? from one it's literally is like a deductive reasoning on one plus one Zidane if you're on a training pitch you played as a midfielder you will take Moritz Anthony Cruz aside and just tell them that look man pass during this instance go forward with this instance try and shape yourself in this instance just little things from his playing days that he will tell them. And these are just small things that he will tell them. Obviously, he can't say them to a striker or a defender because he's not in that position, but for Modric and Tony Cruz, he will just tell them two, two or three things that could maybe help them, you know, to really say, oh, okay, that's interesting, you know, and the when they look at Zidane, say, look, this guy, you are like one of the best players to have played in our position. So anything that you say, we will take on board. So there's that whole respect thing that's happening. I don't think there's a difference here. No, no, no. But, but basically, my main thing is that... It's the exact same story. Way more credit than De Matteo. De Matteo, zero credits for that Champions League win. Zero. Complete. Well, that's that's blasphemy. No, 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 zero. The guy, complete luck. Zero. No, zero it credit. wasn't... It's not luck. Winning a Champions League isn't luck. Of course, no, no. No, Chelsea proved that you can't win a Champions League by luck. They proved us wrong. That was no. luck. <laughs> it wasn't, no, it wasn't okay, 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 okay. So, no, sorry, okay. it was a combination of Luck and Didi, and Didier Jeremiah Drogba. So, was... Leicester winning the Premier League, luck. No. Greece winning Euro 2004, luck. No. So, but Chelsea winning the hardest uh, club cup competition in 2012. Luck. And luck, even though they've been next. in like eight semi finals previously. Oh, oh, okay, and then let me explain. When Greece won in 2004, you, that was tactical brilliance. You, when, you, when you look at how they won their games, tactically, they were perfect in how they won those games, which is the, the other one that you mentioned, Leicester City. We're talking about outliers here. I, I get that, you know, that there was a, no, no, a no, premise no, 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 or no, no, logical no. brilliance behind it from Greece's manager no, in Barcelona, one instance. That Barcelona-Chelsea second, Barcelona completely outplayed Chelsea. Yes, Chelsea were a man down because John Terry got sent off. But Barcelona completely outplayed them, and they missed a penalty, and they hit the bar, and they had, and they scored an offside goal. That's final against Bayern. Bayern completely outplayed Chelsea. No, they did not. No, they did not. <laughs> no, they In didn't. One twenty minutes, one hundred percent, they were the better team. One hundred percent, the better team. No. Like no, I no. remember. I'm actually sitting in the room in which I watched the the, the game with one of my guys, and Bayern, especially in that extra time. They com- they complete they had possession on the ball they had the game they were the better team but Chelsea just you know Drogba just scored that goal in that in that key time Robin missed that penalty and boom it went to penalties but easily bound with the better team easily I I don't agree no this you but you see you're seeing this through through Chelsea's fans eyes man <laughs> if you look at the objective you know that Chelsea stole that Champions League that was full on theft. Full on theft. It's still a win, man. It, it, it doesn't mean that it's any less of a win. Any is, game is a win. Do you think that's what this is? That I'm just, I, I can't see the forest for the trees. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> Fine. I, I, I will recuse myself from this argument. I, w- I will take a seat. Question of the day, though. Will Zidane make it to the end of the season? 
I personally don't think you can sack Zidane if you're Florentino Perez because he's Zizou. And where are you gonna go? Who are you no, gonna bring no, in? No, no, no. Perez, he can still sack him, man. There is, there's nobody is unsackable. Um, according according to that to that dude, man. I think that um, really be <laughs> for me. I have no idea. I have, I, I really, to be honest, I really have no idea. That's that, that's that's a great question, man. I mean, uh, Di Matteo's now available. Uh, Guidolin's oh, available. Uh, <laughs> uh, who else is out there? Mancini is he available? Um, Laudrup. Yeah, there's there, there's nobody. No, but I think look, look. I mean, for Real Madrid, the their manager was Ancelotti. That was their their, their manager. Like that was that was just the, the right fit. Yeah. Especially for these players, for these players, Ancelotti was the perfect fit for them. Yeah, I think he should have stayed at least until Ronaldo left. Yeah. Just, to, just uh, well, you had like Ronaldo, Pepe, Ramos, that kind of generation, if you will. Just, you stay, just, just stay with them. Managers, yeah. This quick, I mean, it's it's madness. But that's that's what you get when you have a chairman or a president like that. I want to talk about about Balotelli. Okay, okay. So if anybody hasn't been paying attention. Mario Balotelli has found his form. I think he scored six goals and five appearances for Nice in both the Europa League. I don't know if they played any cup games yet in France. And League A scored the winning goal in the 86th minute. Got a yellow got a yellow card for taking off his shirt in the 87th. And, and, I, think, and I think five minutes later, he got sent off. <laughs> so goal, yellow, yellow for Mario Balotelli. Um Look, man, that goal was off the, the, the chain, man. And it proves my point. I've been saying this for years. If he wants to be, he can be the best striker in the world. If he wants to be. <laughs> like, Yo, if he, just Okay, okay, okay. Is, is Balotelli's... Where, where is Balotelli's ceiling? Best, one of the, the best strikers. So, the so best. He, he, could be a, he could be a Lewandowski, in your opinion? No, no. He can be one of the best strikers we've ever seen, ever. <laughs> Just pure, as, in, as, a, as a pure striker, not like around for football. Remember, Ronaldo, I put Ronaldo as one of the best footballers of all time, possibly the greatest. Just as a pure striker, mm. Bonatelli could be one of the best strikers we've ever seen. And I don't think we'll ever see that because I just don't think he'll ever reach his potential. Balotelli is a couple of weeks older than I am. So he's, wow. he's yeah he's he's 26 right so i don't feel like i'm old right mm. but in a footballing sense 26 is basically it's the beginning of your prime and you have maybe two or three more years left in you yeah, at yeah, that yeah. point at maybe your top level physically and mentally and whatnot mm. if mario balotelli doesn't get to that level in the next couple of years i worry that by the time he's 40 or maybe 35, 40, he'll figure out what he gave up. And it's not going to be good for him. You know what I mean? Because I, I could see, like, um, let's let's say I was talented at, I don't know, like I was a, I was a good pianist or something. Hmm. And in, in my 20s, I just decided not to pursue music. And um, I don't know, I did sports writing, for instance. <laughs> this is a true story. I can't play piano. Um don't you think by the time that you were 40 or 50, by the time like you had actually matured into your, into your thought and you were, you know, an, an adult, as it were, you would regret not pursuing the things you were good at. 
and and, and I kind of I'm worried for Mario that he might figure it out too late. You know what I mean? Like he because he will figure it out. He'll he'll look back at his life and figure out I was fucking good, and I could have been great. And maybe he'll come to terms with that, and it'll just be his cross to bear in life. But I kind of feel someone like him who's very temperamental, and who kind of wears his emotions on his sleeve. Mm-hmm. He'll he'll figure out that I could have been one of the best footballers ever. I could have been maybe the best Italian striker of all time if I just applied myself. And I think that might wreak a bit of havoc on him in later life. So I really hope he figures it out, like, quickly. And it seems like he is. I'll, he won't play the next game. But <laughs> I, I, I need him to figure it out because, no, no. I, don't, I, I, because I don't want to read in 15 years uh, Sky Sports, Mario Balotelli dead at 41. Like I really, oh, I I I don't want to read that. No, no, no. Basically, my thing with Balotelli is that look, man. As I said again, it's it's all about application. Like, if Ronaldo didn't fully apply himself, he wouldn't. Like, Ronaldo had all the talents in in the world. He had all the talents in the world. But if Ronaldo did not really fully apply himself, he'd never have become the phenomenon. And, well, see, I mean, well, you have to ask the question: Where did Ronaldo grow up? Well, he 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 began in PSV. No, like no, 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 no. Where, where was his childhood? In in Brazil. Like where? Like did he grow up in like a slum? To be honest, I'm not sure, but I don't yeah, think see. he he grew up on the streets. Okay. Like that's that's like Romaria and, and and those people. But I don't okay, think okay. he's a streets guy. Well, see, I was thinking like if Balotelli came like from Ghana instead of you know being adopted by Italian parents, would he have that kind of I can't go back mentality? No, 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 no. Basically, no. My thing with Balotelli is that it's a combination. <laughs> it's a combination of how he grew up, him going in with his um, white Italian parents, and also it's just his character. He just got a very particular personality and character, and he's got a very unique personality. Like that he's is, very that is, different. That's, that's another statement. Yeah, like he's very different from other footballers. So he's just one of those guys in which you know he's like he obviously he just doesn't get what being a professional athlete is about. The way that he operates is that, look, I'm just, okay, yeah, I, I get paid for this stuff here, but I'm just a guy. It's just a damn sport. So he doesn't really view it in terms of, oh, no, I'm a professional, and I, and I, I can really be amazing, I can really be something. So even when people tell him that you can be amazing, it doesn't really click into him. Because, like, look, it's just for, for balls. So, like, why do I even need to train that hard? I just go there and I don't know my thing. So that's why it's scary that... This guy has produced some of the craziest things, and he's not even training that hard. He's not even really pushing himself that hard. That's why, you know, you just think to yourself, man, if this guy just got it and just realized what it means to be a professional athlete and what, how important training is and conditioning, this guy could be one of the best strikers we've ever seen. I mean, hopefully he is, though. Hopefully, like, going to Liverpool and just kind of going through whatever hardships he went through not being picked when he thought he might be leaving AC Milan, which where he did well. And I thought, okay, he's got it. <laughs> and then he went to Liverpool and it kind of derailed him again. So maybe it, maybe it was just being at Liverpool. Potentially. Um, no, 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 for me, I think even at City and Milan, it was like, no, this guy can be something more. Mm, yeah. Even then, even then, even if when he was at young, he was like, no, this guy, Coming something on this guy is really not really fully up applying himself because really he could have really been even a lot better for Man City, you know. And and for AC Milan, he 
I think for Ismail, it was a situation in which he was literally doing everything, you know, and it was just a bad situation with like players around him are crap, coaching is crap, the management is crap, the infrastructure is crap. So literally, he was just in a very crap situation, and and, and Liverpool just wrong team, wrong system. Yeah, simple as that. I mean, at the time, I knew that Balotelli to Liverpool was the dumbest move, oh, both yeah. on both on Brendan Rodgers' behalf and on Mario Balotelli's behalf. Because the thing that worked, if you just want to say Luis Suarez, but the thing that worked was high-intensity pressing. Mm. You choose to buy Balotelli, who... (laughs) (laughs) Pressing isn't his thing. (laughs) Pressing isn't his thing. And then the next... It might have been the same year or the year after, you buy Benteke for 32, another one. Like, the pressing isn't isn't their game. They're target men. Mm. They're, they're going to hold up the play. They're going to try to get their teammates involved and then score off it. Brendan Rodgers was asking to get sacked as soon as he did that. But two more topics, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, we haven't talked Premier League yet. So if you look at the Premier League table, are we getting what we thought would happen last season this season? Because last season, oh, it's going to be an open race. You're going to have six people competing for the title. And Chelsea fell off. United fell off. City eventually fell off. And you ended up with Leicester and Tottenham battling it out. This season, if you look at the table, City, Tottenham, Arsenal, Liverpool, Everton, United, and Chelsea are all within five points of each other. This might be the year where we get the competitive. Nobody's going to know what happens until the last month. Mm, I think this will be similar to last season. Because even last season, Liverpool... What, so Southampton are going to come from nowhere? Or... No, no, yeah, I, I, I just think that, you know, it was still like Liverpool where we're not knocking on the door. Guys, you know, I, even though I said when we're not knocking on the door, but at the end of the day, you know, like, you know, basically, there were um, six teams, seven teams that were all vying for that top four position. It will be the same again um, season. We're like, top two, top three will be in a different category to like four. So, no, no, basically, top two will be in different categories to three, four, five, and six, and seven. Hmm. Same old, same old, man. A five-horse title race, you think? Nah. That, 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 that. That's what people think will happen, but no. See, I think everybody would... Well, no, I think Everton has a chance. The title? Why not? Oh, Daniel, give me a break. Come on, <laughs> Get real, man. Come on, get real. Look, this happens when you have offensive managers and defensive managers sometimes, where a, a manager that sets up defensively, he'll end up, you know, the results won't go his way. And he'll end up being sacked. Then you just throw in an offensive manager, and he kind of he he uses the structure from before and builds on top of it with an attacking kind of prowess, and the team finds success. I think this is the reverse at Everton, where you had Martinez, who was an overtly opulent offensive manager, and now you bring in Coleman, who's a bit more structured, and you can add kind of the defense to the attack that had already been there. So I think Everton. I mean, they're not going to win it. Don't don't get me confused. Mm. But why not? Why aren't they in the conversation when they when when they have all the working parts? They have a solid um, defense. They have a good midfield. They have they they have a you know twenty twenty five goal season striker in Lukaku. They don't have the the team to last the distance, so they're not they're not even in the conversation. I don't. Yeah. Do, they're not in Europe, are they? Um, no, I don't think so. No, no, no. no but come on, let's be real. You can't put them in the conversation, man. I just did. I mean, we're having it. <laughs> no, no, I mean, but, so you're saying that 
they can realistically challenge for the title alongside um, United, City, Chelsea, Arsenal. Come on, man. Leicester City won the league last year. I'm not sure about anything. So. Leicester, that's, that, again, that was a once in a, in a lifetime thing. Since Leicester City, has there been a Leicester happening in, in the Premiership? Since, like, the last um, time that happened was Blackburn in 95. We don't know anything anymore, is what I'm saying. You can say, oh, are they going to compete with Arsenal? To I don't know. You can go, you can use logical reasoning. I am, and I'm saying if it happens once, it can happen twice. But again, using logical reasoning, it is not very logical that it will happen the very next season. That's not logical. <laughs> that that might be true though. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, so I mean, it's like no, so for me, Everton, no, that's title. Top four, yes, they are in the conversation okay. for the top four. Title, they're not in the conversation. Liverpool, Tottenham, no, I don't think title. I don't. I just. I just. Don't I think. See. I think everybody in the top seven right now is has a shot for the title as we currently stand, and people will get weeded out as the season goes along. Maybe Everton are first, then maybe Liverpool, then maybe Chelsea, then maybe Arsenal, Tottenham, and then you have United City at the end. Who knows how it's going to go? But as we stand right now. There's no point saying, you know, Everton, don't even think about winning the league. Like, nah, give yourself a chance. That's all I'm saying. No. Wait a and I'm saying... <laughs> Double H is like, they, don't they even. Winning the title. <laughs> winning the title. Have hope is saying no hope. Yep. Um, My name is, a, is an irony. So, so there you go. It's, it's an irony. So uh, the match of the week was Manchester City Tottenham. We didn't do any predictions for that match. But what were your first thoughts heading into it? Um, I thought City. No, no, sorry. I thought City would 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 win. Same. You know, I thought I my prediction was either two one or three two. So I was, I was very surprised. Mm. Very surprised with what Tottenham did, man. Okay. Uh, I was watching the. I watched the match, obviously. And um, do you think not having Kane was a blessing in disguise? Because the energy that I saw from Tottenham was maybe the most I've seen this year. Oh, no, no, definitely. That's why I was yeah. in the review that, yeah. like, I'm shocked that they had that much energy for 90 minutes. Yeah, and I don't think if Kane leads the line instead of Song or Son. Son, Son, Son. Yeah. Oh, no, no, Son. Like, for me, I didn't think that guy was good. When they first born, I was like, yeah, he's always... And I think last season, he kept making mistakes. I think this season, I don't know whether he had a really good summer. He just looks very, very sharp this season. Like, everything he's doing is on point. So I just think he's really improved. And with the way those mistakes he was making last season, the guy just looks really, really on point. Yeah, I, I heard something where he didn't go out with his national team this summer. He just stayed um, with Tottenham. So that no, 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 he no, was no, able he, to train. He went to the Olympics, though. Did he? I think so, yeah. That's why he said he was very disappointed that he couldn't do better with it, with, with South Korea at the um, Olympics. No, so maybe I'm thinking about a different player. But, um, yeah, so I, I thought with Kane, that or without Kane, that Tottenham had a bit more dynamism, that with Ali and Son putting pressure on um, Manchester City's back four, even the goalkeeper at certain times, who, I, I don't know if Bravo's going to, I don't know if this experiment's going to work, by the way, but maybe that's another conversation for another day. <laughs> well, what would we mean, ooh, with, him, with, him, with, with, with Bravo? Yeah, I just think his, he looks loose. Like, that's going to end up costing them points. Like I don't like there, there well, was look, only... that's, look 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 that's Pep doing his his thing man that's Pep trying to be clever yeah. but very yeah. look 
But anyway, I, I, I was just thinking, like, I don't think Kane gives them that same energy that won them the football match. I still feel that they would have still... Maybe they were a bit more loose with him, but I still... I don't think he was not having Kane there. I just think that Tottenham were just really on it. Yo, uh, do, do you write one Yama? It's weird that, like, can he do that consistently? For me, he had, like, one of the best games he's ever had in his career. But how well can he can he play that well fully? Because he was bloody amazing. In Yo, that. Uh, did you know how Usain Bolt? His last name is Bolt, and it's mm. kind of it's kind of ironic. Yeah, that you know his Bolt and his vest. Uh, Nyama in Swahili means meat. Whoa, damn. Yeah, so I don't know what the wa Nyama. I don't know what that means. But Nyam, but Nyama, it means meat. And I like that's pretty much what this guy is like. <laughs> all his challenges are what people might call like a meaty. You know what I mean? No, no, it's no, all... no. But but he had some finesse to like. It, he was... yeah, yeah, I'm not saying he's just like a, a bruiser, but he because he came, he came from Southampton, so yeah, yeah. You, you have to be able to play football in that system. And also, I think he was briefly at Celtic as yeah. As so well. same thing. But I thought I, I think it's just interesting because I was like my dad. We were watching a. Uh, Southampton game once and my dad is from Uganda and he knows a few mm. Swahili words and whatnot. And I was like, yeah, that's Victor Wanyama. And Nyama, that means meat. <laughs> that, it means meat. <laughs> I was like, oh, really? And then I looked it up and uh, my dad was right. Not that he would be wrong, but yeah. so yeah, I thought that was interesting because I think he's Kenyan. But anyway, so yeah, I, I, I thought it was a, a very good performance from Tottenham. I'm not, uh, see, this is another team. They're in the title conversation, but I don't think they'll win it. No, no, no. But no, you know, put them in the title conversation, I suppose, maybe. Say it again? I think I maybe you can put them in the title conversation, maybe, but definitely they're not winning the title. That's definitely not happening. Um, I'd be happy for me saying that, but I just said it, so. But actually, um, I asked for questions, and we have a few, but I kind of want to talk about Big Sam. <laughs> to be, I mean, that's... You know what? That's a really big topic. So I mean, maybe we should save that for next week because when, or, yeah, because okay. if you talk about Big Sam, we've got to talk about Harry Redknapp because what he revealed is that huge. Mm. You know, like guys betting on a game that they're about to play, that's huge. So I think that's a huge topic. You want to save it for next week, and then we. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think because ne- ne- next so week's an international as well. So yeah, and also. There are more revelations ongoing. I mean, Hasselbank, your stop, stop. You know, he, he's he's not involved in this. <laughs> I, no, no, well, well but again, it's something to discuss because I was having a conversation with this my Ghanaian amigo about it, saying that like Hasselbank is innocent. You know, so free Jimmy. <laughs> free Jimmy. All right, man. What the what? What are those cues, man? All right, Daniel and Double H, please rank from best to worst in your opinion based on skill career achievement, and impact for both club and country. Get these names down. Pele, Maradona, Zidane, Ronaldo, the real one, and Thierry Henry. So best to worst, or what's the best? Best to worst. So we'll start with the best of Pele, Maradona, Zidane, Ronaldo, and Henry. I mean, Zidane is a pretty strong one because you're talking about... World yes. Cup winner and Champions League winner as well. So I I have Zidane number one. Then Mar. For me, I'll say then. I would have Maradona, Maradona number two. Yeah. Pele three, Ronaldo, Ronaldo four, and Henri fifth. Yeah. 
So yeah, that's that's our list. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Zidane, Maradona, Pele, Ronaldo, Henri. Second question: Who are the top three best African players of all time? <laughs> I think Where this is. is uh, no, no. Of uh, yeah, yeah, I was about to. No, they, stop. Uh, and maybe Roger Miller. Uh, they're probably. It's a, it's a toss between Roger Miller and Drogba. No, this is this is very simple. Double H. You ready? Yeah. Weya, Drogba, Eto. Simple. Etso. Easy. Excuse me? You're gonna put Etso up beyond Okocha? Are you are you are you mad? <laughs> You're Nigerian, so don't don't give me the Chelsea speech. No, 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 and then no, no. and then you give me the <laughs> the Niger speech. You cannot honestly tell me Okocha is one of Okocha is probably the most loved African football player of all, I mean amongst people who are not even African, Okocha is the most revered African football player of all time. So what did what does he won, Double H? You just said who are the best. Okay, what was the question? Who are the top three best African players of all time? Be- okay, so um, the question reads, who are the top three best African football players of all time? Did they say who are the top three African your, argu- your argument for Zidane was just he won the World Cup in the Champions League. Yeah, yeah, but that's... <laughs> no, 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 but remember, you said that's who are the... Who are, um, based on club and country. And club and country, now that is a very definitive parameter. This just read top three African football players of all time. And don't you dare put Edsel beyond Okocha. No, that's not happening. And basically, the two certified are Okocha and Weah are, that's like certified in stone. Then we now have to argue about Drogba, Roger Miller. Um, Yaya? Does, no. Is Yaya in this conversation? No, he's no, not in the conversation, no. So yeah, I mean, for me, it's yo it's yo yo yo. Does does this then count? Now this this might get hairy. No, 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 he doesn't, because he chose France. <laughs> so he's French. <laughs> okay. Like I don't see him as African. Like once, like that is the country that you've chosen. So you're more just like the country you've chosen. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So like that's it. And I don't even see Zidane as African. I don't even think of him as Alger- Algerian. I just think of him as French. Okay. Because so. I wonder what he considers himself. Like, are you friends? Like, oh no, I'd say he's definitely like when you look, when you look at his, his Instagram, his wife, how he lives, he's definitely French, but he still has respects his Algerian roots. Because that's why I think in the 2014 World Cup, he was advising the Algerian national team and giving them some advice. So he definitely, because obviously his grandparents and his little family probably still be in Algeria. Yeah. So he definitely still respects his roots. Yeah, but like that. Yeah, but you know how people get like about North Africans and they're not really African. They're not this. They're not that. So. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah, but I think like it's where I think North Africans feel more Middle Eastern than Africans. Yeah, yeah, but like some actually no, no, I'm African. It it just depends on who you go to, and I would wonder what. Well, Zidane whether would think. no, not, I mean, no, technically they're African. Whether they live African is a different thing, but technically they're in the damn continent. So yeah, that's that's the point. Like. Like you are until you tell me you're not. Yeah, no, I mean, that's like, kind of like, my theory. Like, like, if a white South African says I'm African, what am I gonna say? <laughs> you know, I can't say anything. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I suppose, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's that's just a, a little argument that I would a thought experiment. Like, is Zidane an African footballer? If so, then he's the best. Um, but anyway, okay, if we're gonna make this a talking tactics definitive list, then mm. I, I will grant you a, a culture if you grant me drug book. And then we both agree on where, so that's our top three. So, so, okay. so, culture, drug about where? Yes. 
Okay, you're in. I'll see you. All right. And lastly, our last topic before we close this out. Third question. And these are all from... No, 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 very quickly. And special mention for Patrick Umboma of Cameroon. Got to have honorable mentions. Third question. Can Son of Tottenham, who we just talked about, become the greatest Asian player ever? What does he need to achieve? Discuss. The greatest Asian player. Um, For me, you know, that title is still very open. Because if I was to ask you who is the greatest Asian footballer, it's hard to... Because Nakata could have been, but he never really reached the kind of hype that he was given, you know? So really, that spot is still open. Yeah. Is, is, is Cahill Asian? Just because he plays for Australia? Australia? They play in the, in the Asian um, qualifying. So they're oh, part that's, of the... That's a matter of... Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. They're um, CONCACAF. Sorry. They're different. Yeah, sorry. It's a different no, they aren't. Sequence. No, they aren't. Uh, Australia plays with Asia. Do they? Yeah. CONCACAF is Jamaica, Trinidad, America, Canada... Oh yeah, right. You know what? You're right. You're right. Asia, yeah, no, they are. They are Asia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like Oceania and whatever. Oceania, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, if you look at the best Asian players now, Kagawa, uh, maybe Jisun Park had an argument a few years ago. Uh, play for United. Um. But yeah, I, I don't. I what? I, what would he have to do? He would win, have to, win, he would win, have to win, win, win a, for, he, no, win something for South Korea and be like a main star for Tottenham. Uh, yeah, he would have to he would have to win trophies basically with Spurs, and that's a difficult. And be a star guy, not not just be part of the team, actually contribute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What is his ceiling though? You think he could be like an Obama Yang if he like applied himself? Uh, to be honest, I don't I don't think he can be great. I think he can be very good. I don't think he can be like an explosive superstar. Nah, I don't see it. You know, well, see, I just think he's very good. Well, see, I think it's easier to be a superstar if you're like him, though. You know what I mean? That there aren't many footballers like him, in in that where he comes from and what he does. Like, how many Korean, great Koreans have have there been? No, no, but but when but when I say superstar, I mean like. I'm talking about it in the objective sense. Oh, so just it means everything to everyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, I don't think I don't think he's at that level. No, no. Boy, he can be very good. Yeah. So, is is that all you have to talk about? Because I think I'm on the topics. That was everything on my mind, on my mind. Well, uh, this is the Talking Texas podcast. I'm Daniel to look. I am double to that H. Yeah, we do this every Tuesday. You can subscribe on the iTunes store. You can subscribe. You can follow at SoundCloud. I don't think they have a subscribe option. Uh, you can email us at talkingtactics at mail.com. You can tweet at us at talking tactics. Follow us individually at have hope Hup at, at have hope hut and Daniel to look. You can look at the I guess the, the graphic on the uh, on the art and we're at the top. And yeah, talking tactics, man. Sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always football. Indeed. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace. Network.